Folks, you can support the hardest working sports talk show in South Florida through Cash App or Venmo. Just search Cash Big O Show. Support us through Cash App or Venmo. Cash Big O Show. We thank you for your incredible support. Hey, good morning, boys and girls. Hope you all are doing well and feeling good. I'm a feeling good on a Tuesday morning. Hope you're having a good day wherever you're at in the world. Thank you for downloading the show. Day, nights, overnights, weekends, holidays, however it is you support us, please hit the like button. Please subscribe whenever you're listening to the podcast at any time, any of the interviews, rants. Make sure you hit those likes, man. It is very, very important, even when you're replaying, and it's not just a live thing, but when you're hitting those uh, podcasts out there. In fact, what you should do is after the show, just go through any of the podcasts, start hitting likes just for the hell of it. Just go go on a likes marathon. That's what you do. Thank you very much if you do that. I appreciate you. But anyway, so Dan says like button has been smashed. I like it. There you go. There you go. Load it up, baby. Load it up. Jay Gelfin is in. He says, dream chat crew, fun heat game last night. Good to see Duncan get in a good run. And I hope you're feeling better. All right, Jay. I know you're going through the uh, double hernia. So I hope you're feeling better, my brother. So uh, make sure you uh, you get a give everybody give a get well to our guy, Jay Gelfin, because uh, he's uh, he's hurting. All right. He's probably still in a hospital bed right now, checking us out. Okay. See, Steve Chapman is in first, and Jamie Zaria out in San Jose. Jamie Zaria and then John Padilla. You got did did you guys try that? Did did you plan that? Zaria and Padilla? It's not bad. Gelfin, you screwed it up. Zoria Padilla and then Gelfin that doesn't go. Anyway, Brian Walters is in. He is as loyal as it gets. Terry Lynch to a time. True Finn fan always has it locked in. He says we're alive and we get to live another day. It's a good day. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah. The every day that the good Lord allows me to open up my eyes, I am I am blessed, baby blessed alexis is in night is in lofi motivational mike dan richard sailor time for us to get that middle linebacker that'll that'll happen that'll happen can't wait for free agency i mean it's just now we're hearing stuff orlando brown's not going to get tagged and we're hearing you know about this guy's going to get tagged that guy's not going to get tagged uh, Jacobs, uh, the running back for the Raiders is going to get tagged, you know, all that kind of stuff. So we're finding out, remember, uh, that's what I told you. We, we need to find out finally who's getting tagged, who's not. So we finally know who's available and then we can have these conversations. You know what I'm saying? So that's the good thing that we're right there. We're on the brink now. Everything's about to happen now. And, and, and now we'll have some talking points. You know what I mean? We don't have a lot of talking points. I got to tell you, preparing today for the show was freaking brutal, dude. There's not like really a ton to talk about. You know what I mean? And I don't make shit up. You know, I get it for the people that, you know, whatever dislike Tua and or don't believe in Tua and they want to just make shit up and start talking about other quarterbacks or whatever. But I don't you know, you guys know I don't do that kind of stuff. Uh, so I'm, I'm waiting for real tangible stuff to talk about, you know, out there. And there just isn't a lot right now, you know, over, at least for the dolphins, there's some stuff you know, around the league. There's some stuff going on. Joe Mixon being investigated, you know, for shooting, possibly a, 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 a child got injured. Who knows? We'll see what the hell happened. Nobody got arrested apparently when the cops came in, you know, Stuff like that is happening around the league right now. The Aaron Rodgers mess. He's owed $60 million this season. So how much are the Packers paying? Are the Jets interested? That kind of stuff. The Raiders could be settling for Garoppolo, right? Uh, it looks like that's what could end up happening. I mean, all kinds of stuff. So we shall, uh, we shall find out what is, uh, what is going on. Uh, let's see. What else do we have here? Ray Sosa in. 
Uh, yeah, Heat actually scored over one. I mean, but they did play Atlanta. Let's, again, you know, it's like Ira yesterday. Well, you know, they beat Atlanta. Atlanta ain't shit, dude. Yeah, don't, please don't talk up Atlanta to me, okay? You know, so. The Heat woke up last night. They they hit threes finally. They shot 55% last night. It was like, all right, they're hitting threes finally. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Knight says, number one in everything, Miami. Number one big brain. Number one in all of sports, the big O. Thank you, Knight. That's way too kind. Stetson O. There you go. There we go. Now we're getting the get wells. There you go, Jay. There you go. That's it. That's it. Get get better, buddy. Uh, Timothy Eason is in. Jay Dow is in. Terry Lynch in. Razzle Dazzle Crypto. I like it. Uh, let's see what else. Chaz, enter either Bobby Wagner, Levanta David, or Eric Kendrick, and I'm happy. Yeah, I would hope so. <laughs> Uh, yet some will say the cap isn't real. Look at the Chiefs. Now, the cap is real, but it's like a credit card. You can keep putting it off, right? But at one point or another, you will have to pay the, the, the piper. And you will have, see, like what the Saints are doing, you're, you're they still are not using the entire cap now because they're going to have dead money this year. I don't know what it is, 10 million, 15, 20 million, but they'll have a certain amount of cap space that they won't be able to use for players. The Dolphins went through that in 2019, that they had a, a ton of space that was for dead money. It wasn't for them. So Federal Reserve Chair Jay Powell has warned that the Fed is prepared to switch back to bigger interest rate rises. So half a point coming. So here we go. Markets to go down <laughs> i'm the only guy that you see during the last 14 15 months that everybody's like panicked about the dip and i'm the guy that's like keep it going bro that's all right i'll just keep loading the slingshot more and more and more because eventually it's going to pop and it's going to explode and the more i get to buy low the more when it explodes, the more we get in profit. So to me, I don't worry about this kind of stuff. Like if Bitcoin wants to dip a little bit more or Ethereum or Avalanche or Cardano, I mean, Cardano's at a great, great buy right now. But, uh, you know, whatever. Gala wants to go down a little bit more. Decentraland wants to go. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I, I Listen, I'm the guy that told you guys I, I was wrong here in this little rise that we had here in January and February. I, you know, March is normally a bad month for crypto, but I never expected even the rise that we had here. I told you guys over and over again that I expected by September is when I thought things would start to get better. Like the last quarter of the year was when I thought it would get better. I thought we would have a rough like eight, nine months still. And these first two months were something that I never expected. I was wrong. So if we're going to have rougher waters now, that's more like what I thought was going to happen because I didn't think we were out of the woods. I was just shocked at the explosion here at the beginning of the year. I mean, Bitcoin's up like 35, 40 percent right now for the year. You know, it's ridiculous. I didn't expect that. I was hoping that I was going to buy them at, at a little lower number, but that's all right. That's all right. When Bitcoin's at 150,000, are you going to really, really be worried if you bought it at 22 or 19,000? Not really, you know. So it, it is, uh, you know. Uh, what's it called? What else do we have? Uh, Alexis says, why is that clown eyes and reporting Finn's talking? No, he didn't report that. Okay. Did you watch the segment? Did you watch the segment? I watched the segment. It's a segment that he that they have there. I saw it on, on uh, YouTube. It's five rumors he heard in the combine. And he just says, these are just rumors that people are talking about. And one of the rumors, he says, it's not a report. He says one of the rumors is that Tom Brady's in Florida and that if something happens to Tua, that they can pick up the phone and call Tom Brady to come in and, and, and take over. 
That's what he was talking about. And he talked about four other, you know, crazy rumors, too, uh, that he that he was hearing. And that and he prefaced it by saying these are just rumors, crazy rumors that I was hearing. People are talking about it, that Philip Rivers apparently contacted Miami and Indianapolis towards the end of the year about playing when they had their injuries. Apparently, Philip Rivers contacted the Dolphins and the Colts. That was another you know, crazy rumor that he said he was hearing at the combine. So it was just like crazy rumors, not reports. You know, some of you out there, you have to listen and pay attention to what people are actually talking about. So that way you don't lose the context. And the problem is in this world is we play the telephone game and then you don't hear it right or you don't pay attention and half-assed and then you go tell somebody, hey, Eisen's reporting Tom Brady of the Dolphins. No, he's not. He's just saying he heard some wacky-ass rumors, and these are some of the rumors that he heard. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. Don't go crazy. Don't run with it, okay? Yuri Cristofante. Uh, let's see. Oh, I don't want Lamar. Please stay with Tua. Nobody's getting Lamar, dude. That's uh, just, that's ridiculous stuff. So, uh, Giovanni says, hey, uh, oh, so tired of Brady. Just go away and tired of media outlets talking Dolphins QBs. I know, but that's, it's the off season. They got nothing else to talk. What did I just tell you now? See, I'm not a bullshitter, bro. I just call it like I freaking see it. What did I start by telling? Bro, preparing for the show today was tough. There isn't a lot to talk about because I'm not going to make shit up. I'm sorry. I'm not doing that. You know, I'm not I'm not the guy that's going to come on here and say, well, you know, Aaron Rodgers is still out there. And I, I got to tell you something. I'm thinking about this. You know, why even move on with Tua? Come on, let's make a move right now for Aaron Rodgers so I can just create, like, FUD talk for, you know, for 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 the next half hour and just piss the Dolphin Nation off and make them think and make them question themselves. And I could do that. I mean, there's that's not difficult to just spew out something and, and create a, a a hairy scenario and then make you guys, some of you guys freak out, like the guy that just sent me the text, oh, I'm tired of hearing about Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson's not coming here. It's not nobody is interested in Lamar Jackson here. I'm talking about in the in the building over there. They have no intentions, no conversations, no nothing. But yet you have other people talking. Why? Because there's nothing else to talk about. So let me make shit up. I'm not doing that, dude. Not doing that. So I'm going to stay in reality of what's actually going on. Plus, I know what I reported a while back before everybody in this business. So, and when it comes to the Dolphins, I'm, I'm a hell of a lot more right than most. So I'm not worried about any of this stuff. But I'm not here to make shit up, dude. I'm just not going to do that just so I can create talk. Oh, hey, and let me come up with some fake trade. I'm hearing that this fake trade is available. You know, you're whatever, any of these people that are out there creating fake trades and they have zero connections with the team. They have no insight whatsoever. That's the best part about it. These are people that make shit up and then you guys fall for it. But I'm just not doing that, man. I'm just not doing that. No. No. We'll we'll talk about the stuff that's actual reality. And that's it. That's what we'll do. Billy Shaw is in. Yeah, racist Duncan Robinson from the dead. Lisa Rose is in. Adam says Atlanta shot the hell out of the ball last night. That he finally woke up in the second half. Yeah, they man, they hit the threes finally. Andrew Moore smashing that like button. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate you big time. Rivers also contacted the 49ers. Yeah, right. I think he also said that. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy shit. Um, 
Right. Dolphins, 49ers. It wasn't Dol it wasn't Dolphins, Colts, whatever. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, Rich is a good Rich Eisen is a good dude. I'm with you, Raging. He was not reporting. He was saying himself, hey, these are these crazy rumors that I was hearing, and he gave gave us five of them. That's it. I, I saw it yesterday. Timothy Eason, nobody wants Lamar. We'll get oh whatever. NorCal, people nowadays are too lazy to play the telephone game. They play the text game and read what they want. Yeah, that's amen to that, NorCal. Amen, brother. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Uh, fake trades are the worst. When I see a story, here's the trade idea. X, Y, Z. Adios. Yeah. 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 I'm with you there. King short is in. Yeah. Geno Smith, 52 million first, uh, season top heavy 26 million next two. uh, good for him, man. I'm just, I'm happy for Geno, man. I'm happy for Geno. You know? Uh, it's he's worked so hard and i what i'm really hoping for gino here's what i'm hoping for gino smith right he's a local guy and i gotta and and i'll be brutally honest straight out of west virginia i thought he was a product of the system i didn't really think he was you know anything special and uh and so far he didn't turn into anything special but this year he really had he really you know, found his way. And it reminds me a lot of Rich Gannon that he bounced around for several years and several teams and finally found his way. Now, here's the question. Is he Derek Anderson or is he Rich Gannon? That's the question now. And that's what I'm hoping for Geno Smith, that he's Rich Gannon, who then, you know, went to the Raiders, those of you that aren't old enough, you may not know, but Rich Gannon bounced around the league for, I don't know, I want to say maybe seven, eight, nine years, Kansas City, Minnesota, all that, and then went to the Raiders and found the right system and the right coach and made himself an MVP and made himself a really good quarterback for the next several years. Derek Anderson, for those of you that are not old enough or didn't experience it, Derek Anderson came out of nowhere for the Cleveland Browns one year and had a terrific season, and the Browns gave him a brand-new contract. And unfortunately, Derek could not ever live up to that contract and never match the season he had for the Browns. So he was a one-year wonder. And I'm hoping... Because Gino's a good dude. He's been through hell and back. He, he, I hope he found his, you know, his his spot in the world and the place where he belongs. And hopefully he follows up this past season with another good season and he doesn't necessarily revert back to being the Geno Smith that we've watched for many, many years now. Because what's the saying I have on this show that I've been saying for nearly tw yeah, 20 years i've been saying it probably any pro can have what a good day a good week a good month a good year any pro the real pros the good ones they come back the following year and do it over again that's when you know you're for real because any pro can get hot and the scenario's perfect. You're in a groove. Mentally, you're you're you know you're you're just just there in sync, and you have a great day. Just like you go to the you go to the you go uh, golf, and you're not a very good golfer, but that day you had it going on, and you had a couple birdies, and you shot better than you normally shot, and you're feeling really good because it just. Now, for the next couple of outings, you go back to being who you were. You know, you go play pickup basketball with your boys. And on this day, you're hitting shots left and right. You're hot as hell. Right. Following weeks, you go back to being the regular player that you are. You know what I'm saying? We've all done it at all levels. I don't care what it is. I remember the first time I went water skiing. Funny story. Or maybe not. Um, so, you know, my I, I was bugging my dad, right? 
because he was uh he's a big water skier and I was young. So I go to him, hey man, come on, man, I want to water ski. And he goes, Well, it's not it's not easy. All right, so make sure you do this, this, and this, this, and this. So I'm in the water. He takes off, brother. I get up on the first shot and I'm traveling for a couple miles. Okay. And he's freaking out because I got up and I am. This is the first time I had ever done water skiing. First time. Get up. Boom. I had a hell of a run. I finally fall. Boom. Whatever. And uh, and he goes, all right, you want to do it again? I go, yeah, man, let's go. Because, of course, my cocky self, this is easy. Didn't get up for the rest of the day. 10 more, 12 more times after that, could not get up. My dad gave up, goes, no, that's it. You, you had your moment. We'll come back next week and you'll, you'll try again. And I was fine the week after and I, and I got it going. But it shows you, right, that I was in a groove that first time. And I'm there and I'm Mr. Cocky and I'm like, yeah, baby. See, my old man don't know shit. This is easy. And I never got back up again. <laughs> that day at least oh man a couple years later i'm skiing in in uh in in biscayne bay and uh close around around star island in that area because that's where we used to ski in that area star island hibiscus all throughout there and, uh, and there's an island that's there that people park. It has that monument. For those of you that know, I don't know. If you're out of town, you won't know what the hell I'm talking about. And I, I remember once that I'm skiing, and I swear to you, I saw a shark. <laughs> it was like I see the fin come out of the water, and I just cruise by. And I'm like, oh, shit, dude. I better not fall now. <laughs> it's It's one of those moments that you're like, all right, let me hang on, you know? And by the time I fell, I was, like, far away. And I was like, okay, well, you know, my dad will roll around before anything. I don't think the shark is chasing me. This isn't Jaws or whatever. I was already so far away, it didn't matter. But I, I remember once seeing a shark skiing, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't fall at that moment. But, you know, going back to Geno Smith, He has fought for so long that I hope he's able to enjoy, you know, uh, the fruits of his labor uh, here. And I hope that he really found his way in Seattle and has, you know, a, a, a great finish to, to his career. You know, I hope it's not a one-year wonder because that'll be the sad part. I know people say, well, he got his money and all that, and that's fine. But I, I, I think Gino in a perfect world wants the accolades, wants to be respected as a player at this level. Because obviously you have to respect what he accomplished at college and, and in high school, right? But on the NFL side, it hasn't been something that you, you could admire. But last year, my God, how do you not admire what he did last year? You know what I mean? Comeback player of the year and knowing his career and all of that. It's such a great story that I, I hope for Gino's sake, because he's a good dude, that what he did this year was not an aberration, and, and it's a sign of things to come. Wish him the best, man. It's pretty cool. Uh, I tried once to water ski, could not get up once all day. Yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy. The key is really not pulling. The key is really you know leaning back and allowing the boat to pull you and, and lift you up. It's not really a matter of tugging on, let it guide you up and then, you know, you'll be fine. It's just one of those things, but yeah, it's fun, man. It's a lot of fun water skiing. Uh, I enjoy it. I haven't done it in a while. Uh, Packers gave Aaron Rodgers permission to speak with the Jets. I hope that trade does not, I, I disagree with you. I hope it happens. I, I'm, I really don't fear Aaron Rodgers anymore. And plus, I think I, I, I want to see him with the New York media. 
I want to see it. I just think it's going to be a disaster. I really do. I don't think it's going to be as good as people think. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, I, I kind of hope because they're going to give up picks. They're going to give up a bunch of cap space. It's going to limit them, all that kind of stuff. You know, I'm sure that the Packers are going to have to pay a portion of the salary, but I think it all depends on the compensation that they're receiving from the Jets that will determine how much they pay of that salary. So uh, I've been boating since I was my mother's belly. Can't lie. Uh, see, can't lie. CR without boating. Okay. Gino's career got started with the Jets. That's really bad luck. Yeah, but it, I mean, he's never been able to make it wherever he's been at. You know? Uh, Big O, what's your take on what Rich was saying? Are you talking about Rich Eisen? You may want to rewind, bro. I, I just talked about it. Uh, Jets would have a one-year window before they get into cap issues. Uh, I, I, I just think they're going to get into issues right away. That's all. So, uh, NorCal, don't be scared of the Jets getting Aaron Rodgers. I would not be worried whatsoever about that, okay? Not anything at all. Would not be worried. I'm telling you. Uh, by the way, uh, Welton Rayom is a proud sponsor of our program. We love talking about Welton Rayom. Uh, the lawyers that just, they know how to get it done. And if you're in South Florida or even in the Keys, by the way, because they have an office in Hollywood that services Dade Broward and Palm Beach counties, and it also in, uh, in, in the Keys. Hell, you know, you don't even have to go in to the office most of the time. So I don't know, if you're in Martin County, they probably can take care of you. You know what I mean? Maybe the only time you might have to drive down to Hollywood is to pick up a check or something. Uh, but really, seriously, call them, 954-966-4646. You get into a car accident. You need to call Welton Rayom right away. They have their own adjusters. Uh, they will take care of you. They will give you the guidance that you need. Insurance companies are just going to take advantage of you. Adjusters work for the insurance companies. They don't work for you. Okay? They work for the insurance companies, no matter what any adjuster may tell you, all right? They want the business from that insurance company. So make sure you call Welton Rayom because they have their own adjusters. You know, when, when you see what Progressive did to us or tried with their bullshit adjuster, and then our adjuster from Welton Rayom came in and freaking crushed it, and we got five times what Progressive was offering five times okay they crushed progressive they crushed these big insurance companies all the time uh just a couple months back they closed a deal against an insurance company where they had like 186 plaintiffs all right we're talking about two guys that have been doing this for well over 20 years have got incredible experience and i don't care if it's bankruptcy that you're dealing with and the government's not going to be fair with you. Homeowner property damage, like what we had, condo damage, some kind of storm, water pipe breaks. Maybe your neighbor's water pipe breaks and it does damage to you. Before you call the insurance company, you call Welt and Realm. They will take care of it. They will take over. So you don't have to deal with the insurance company. And you only get you, you only pay them if you get paid. Okay. You don't pay them, all right, if you're not getting paid. So they're going to make sure that you're going to get paid. Business owner claims, criminal defense, commercial litigation, personal injury. Please call Dan and Jeff. They know what they're doing. They're phenomenal. 954-966-4646. Anywhere in South Florida or even down in the Keys. Call Welton Realm. 954-966-4646. Don't allow the insurance companies to take advantage of you allow Welton Rayom to take advantage of the insurance companies. All right? Do that. Uh, Big O, I was wondering if maybe you had any extra information on Quentin Domney uh, giving plays to opposing teams. I know it's XFL, but it seems an accusation 
I have no idea what you're talking about, bro. <laughs> you know, and it's the XFL. I'm not really where I haven't watched a minute of the XFL, bro. I just haven't. I haven't had any time to watch the XFL. And I'm normally a guy that watches uh, these leagues, and I have not watched one minute of XFL action. So I have no idea what you're talking about, bro. Um, Let's see. Lamar can go to New England, and Rodgers can go to the Jets, and we can still win the division. That's called being a winner. I don't want to win because the rest of the division sucks like Buffalo. Right. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I have no I'm not worried about it, man. Uh, let's see. John says, I'm honestly feeling with a few good free agent signings, Dolphins will have the best roster in the East passing the Bills. I think they got a shot this year to do that. Yep. Uh, Vic will attract some good defensive vets. Jobless Boyer, we would have to overpay to get anyone to uh, play for us. I doubt that. I I doubt that that would be the issue at all. If you would have, if you needed players, you can go and get players. That's, I don't think that has anything to do with it whatsoever. All right, let's uh, let's get to uh, talk a little Miami Hurricanes football. Manny Navarro and our Canes. Were, by the way, we're going to be Friday at Canesware at twenty five eleven South University Drive in Davie. We're going to be live there at 10 a.m. on Friday. And I asked uh, Brett for a request. And wait till you see what I'm going to show you on Friday. Okay? I'm going to give you on Friday an idea, a killer idea that a lot of you should follow. It's going to be really cool. Wait till Friday. Friday, I got I got a surprise for you all out there. All right, let's do it. Let's get to Manny and our Canes Wear Miami Hurricanes report. If you're a Miami sports fan, then there's only one store to go to, and that's Canes Wear at Miami Fan Wear in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your inner Miami CF, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, t-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2511 South University Drive in Davie and open 24-7 online at caneswear.com or innermiamiwear.com. Call them at 954-835-5597. Canes Wear, the spot where inner Miami and all Miami sports fans shop. The viewpoints, statements, or beliefs expressed on the following program by the host, guests, or callers are not necessarily the opinions of FantasyXS.com, media group, ownership, management, sponsors, or website. Time for Canes fans to get what they want. Information, insight, and perspective. It's the Canes Wear Miami Hurricanes Report with Manny Navarro. Exclusively on a Big O Radio Show. Here's Big O and insider Manny Navarro. Right there he is, the man, the myth, the legend. Let me put on my headsets to make sure I hear him. How you feeling, my man? You feeling good? Oh. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Now, now I got you. Now I got you. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing great, man. Uh, down here in Coral Gables for uh, practice number two. Uh, was in Orlando over the weekend for the Under Armour uh combine where they had a bunch of the 2024 kids from all over the state and uh, just been busy man turning out a lot of uh content no i know and uh, i've read uh obviously some of that content at the athletic which you all should subscribe to uh, support manny and keep up with what's going on with uh with the canes uh overall uh manny uh when we uh when we when we see the headline that says beefy lineman <laughs> yes yeah, it's uh, it's certainly a different different look for a lot of the offensive and defensive linemen out here. Uh, you can see where Mario's gone out, and uh, you know it's kind of like the Bill Parcells thing, right? With the Dolphins when he went out there and all of a sudden started get, get, getting you know measure measurements played a big role in who he recruited. I think it's the same thing going on here. You know, you have the two uh, five star offensive tackles from the last recruiting class, Samson Okunlola, Francis Mangoa. Uh, they're, they're with the second team right now, but you watch those guys. They're both 6'6". They're both well over 300 pounds, and they look like monsters. You add in a, a Javian Cohen, who's another huge offensive lineman from Alabama. You get the Matt Lee kid, who's a 6'4", 295-pound center from UCF. And all of a sudden, you look like you uh, belong in college football up front. 
No, I know. And that's to me that that also I, I would imagine here's where we're going to start seeing some progress and, you know, the battle for all these positions. Uh, how much of a chance do these young guys have a chance to, you know, crack the lineup? Yeah, man, I, I would say they have a great chance. You know, Zion Nelson is out this spring. There's a lot of guys out this spring that are that are still recovering from surgery or uh, procedures that were done during the season. And so, the, you know, Mario's allowing a lot of these young guys to come in and, and get a lot of reps, uh, both on the offensive and defensive line. So, uh, you know, I, I think I think there's a very good chance that come this fall, they'll be right there with some of the older players to win jobs. I got to tell you something. I'm going to paraphrase it a little bit, but um, it seems to me like, you know, Mario, and he's a smart dude, uh, but he is kind of stubborn in his ways. But the way he was talking, now you got to show it to me and I got to believe it, right? Yeah. But Mario's been kind of conservative in the way he coaches even offensively in football. But the way he was describing his offensive coordinator the other day and kind of talking about how uh, it, it's going to be, you know, a, a mix of of an aggressive defense and things that you have to. He was kind of again, I'm paraphrasing, but he was kind of saying things that you have to do in today's football where you have to have explosiveness. But at the same time, you know, he, he also said, hey, we're, we're going to be able to be balanced and and run the ball. But. If we have to, you know, again, paraphrasing, if we have to go 70-30 passing, then we'll do what we have to do in order to do that. And and on the moments that we can be balanced, we're going to be balanced. And so I don't know if it's a change of philosophy. I don't know. I don't even know if that's fair to call that. You know, maybe he'd take that as an insult. But it, it was almost like he was addressing that that conservative nature and saying, yeah, we're we're going to be a little different and we're going to be a little bit more aggressive than what you think. I don't know. You you tell me you're around it more. Yeah, I mean, I, I think without question, I think, you know, when he came in here year one, he went out and he hired the guys, I think, that would run the kind of system when he's got all of his players here. Right. Like that's the kind of style when he's got the six, six, three hundred and thirty pound offensive lineman across the board and the All-American defensive tackles and the All-American defensive ends that Alabama, you know, power running game, Oregon running game type offense, um, I think in a perfect world, that's who Mario is at his heart, right? That's who he is as a lineman. But I, I use the word acquiesce. I think he came in here, he had a vision for what he wanted, and then he realized, I don't have the personnel, I don't have the players, I can't just force, uh, you know, uh, something uh, upon this group of players that they can't give me. So, there's an adjustment, and, you know, right now the strength of his team really is his quarterback. It's Tyler Van Dyke. It's the offensive line. Uh, it's it's a, a couple of those big receivers, Colby Young, um, you know, some of the guys, that, the young guys that they've recently added to this roster. So you got to run the kind of system that is going to win you ball games. And I think last year he came in here saying, no, we're going to run the football. It's just going to be a mindset. And then he realized, man, I don't, I don't know. I don't only not have the offensive lineman. I don't even have the backs that I need to play this kind of style. And it was sort of a tough learning lesson in year one for him. Well, I, I at least to me, it sounded like he, you know, and, and I think it's really important. You know, it's it's like I'm watching the heat. I know last night they finally started hitting threes, but it's like, dude, you guys built a team that was that's completely out of date. Yeah. With what the hell is going on in the NBA nowadays? And, and and how do you expect to win that you're a two-point team in a three-point world? And and to me, today in college football, uh, what I saw from them a couple of years ago, that's more like what you need. What I saw last year, brother, that, that's not going to get you anywhere. You can't score. And, and, and it, it just sounded to me like a guy that realized I, I've got to be a little bit more, you know, aggressive in my – in my nature on offense. And, and by the way, I think it's also going to help you lure more high level talent because receivers aren't going to want to come to an offense. That's just running the ball and not throwing, you know, nearly a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I think ultimately what he's saying is we're going to do whatever it takes to win. Right. And if, and if throwing the football is the best way to do it, uh, that's what he's going to do. And, and, you know, I think at his heart, he's going to want to run the football and be more balanced, but, 
uh, game to game to game, you know, they're going to have to make adjustments based on what they're facing and what they're doing. And, uh, you know, look, <laughs> it is what it is. You know, this this place used to be great and it's not great anymore. It's far from it. And there's yeah. a lot of work to be done to get there. And I, I just think, you know, instead of being maybe rigid in his ways like he was in year one, he's willing to adapt in year two and make the necessary changes, which is a welcome sight. We've had a lot of Miami coaches that don't do that. They've come in here and they're, uh, they stick with the same defensive coordinator for five years or they stick with the same same uh, mindset. And uh, you, you can't you can't do that here. You got to adjust uh, when, when you're a mediocre football program. Yeah, no. And that's exactly what they've been. Uh, an incredibly mediocre and embarrassing football program. Hopefully they I, I think I think Crystal Ball will figure it out. I, I really do. I, I think he's. He's just got to learn and uh, and get everything, uh, you know, in place. And hopefully we'll see them take some steps forward uh, this year. Uh, one of your articles in The Athletic, you talked about international players. Yeah. And, and you know, this year the Miami Dolphins had a young man from – I Kohu is, I think, from um, somewhere in Africa. I want to say Nigeria maybe, or I, I forgot exactly which is the country he's from. Um. And so, Cater, you know, we're, we're watching, you know, international players make the transition. One of the things I've talked about with the NFL that I think their next, you know, frontier, I've said is you got to put a European division, not an expansion of one or two teams. You got to put four teams out there, one in London, one in Paris, one in Berlin, one in Barcelona, and then have like an international a facility where the visiting teams from America can go there and a visiting facility and hotel, and they can stay there for a couple of weeks and play a couple of teams. And the same thing here, build an international facility here. So that when the international teams come here, they stay for a couple of weeks in a centralized place that they can fly to, you know, different locations and play a couple of games and then, you know, fly back. And why do I say that? Because the next frontier is what basketball and soccer have done. Soccer has been, yeah. you know, pulling from the world talent for for a hundred years. Basketball now, obviously, the last 30, 40 years, we're watching the international talent crossover and international leagues grow and all that kind of stuff. And so now the NBA has an international, you know, system, and so does baseball from the Caribbean and, and, and uh, you know, South America, Central America, where they have, you know, a couple of uh, countries that play baseball and they're feeding, you know. So for me, that's the next frontier that the rest of the world picks up American football and it starts to go to the next level. How much do you see that growing right now at, at the college level? I think 100 percent, you know, I mean, uh, it, it's it's definitely growing. I mean, especially I mean, you, you, you've had the Australian punter thing for a while now. Right. Uh, really fed into the NFL and the college systems. I mean, it, it feels like every major power five team has an Australian punter these days, the way that's worked out. And obviously Miami had Lou Headley. Now they've got Dylan Joyce. So it's kind of like a, it's it's continuing now in the state uh, into phase two here in 2023. But. You know, when I when I was in Orlando for this, by the way, just to, just to add a, a little a little historical uh, historical nugget, I think mm -hmm. I think his name was like Goble or something like that, the Giants kicker. Yeah, back in the sixties. Yeah, right. They they went to a soccer player because all the kickers were kicking straight. Oh yeah, and they went and found a soccer player that started doing it from the side. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, he's the guy that started all of that. A soccer player is the one that changed the way American kickers approached the field goal. You know what I mean? So yeah. it shows you that that you know that that influence can help you out in so many different ways. But go ahead. No, what I what I was going to say now is it's sort of expanding even more into rugby, uh, in the rugby players. You know, Francis Maui Go. I was just listening to an interview I did with him back in December. Um, and you know, he talked about playing rugby over in American Samoa. That's what he, that's what he grew up playing up until about, he was 12 years old when he made the switch to football. Um, you know, the, the uh, MVP of this Orlando All-American combine that, that got an invite to play in the game. He's from Mozambique. Uh, he's a, he's a six, four, 280 pound center, uh, who has tremendous feet because he grew up playing rugby. He just started playing football at age 14 
And uh, he's from Mozambique. Uh, I mean, I, I, there were kids there from Germany. There's another offensive lineman from Germany who's been here for two years. He's living in Georgia. One of the top defensive linemen. One of the kids that, that won MVP. He's a French-Canadian kid out of Montreal. So, uh, you know, it, it's definitely diversifying. And I think, um, you know, you, you have to sort of it's, – it's a global game now for football. It's really turning into that. And I think in the next five to ten years, you're going to see it expand even more because – these places are getting better at what they do in terms of development. Yeah, no, I'm, I, and I think that that is going to open it up now for football. You know, it's 10, 20 years down the line. Right. Uh, it's going to take a while for, for this to happen because obviously it takes a while for young people to start to really appreciate the game. And I think the more American football is played overseas, mm-hmm. you know, the NFL games, I think the more we do that, obviously that will that will continue to influence and 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 help the game grow, you know, overseas. And then that will allow colleges and the NFL to have a bigger pool of talent to to actually go and get. You know what I'm saying? So I think that that's yeah. that's you know, but that's again, it's down the line. But that's where their next revenue stream is really going to come from, at least on the pro side. Uh, is is uh, going overseas? Uh, just out of curiosity, bro, uh, your your thoughts on Jim Laranega? Because uh, that man is just absolutely yeah. amazing. Dude. Amazing job by really him, and I think his uh, you know he, he had a lot of coaching turnover. People forget in the last couple of years he's had assistant coaches leave him, and I think the real uh, way that you judge how great a head coach is is how many of his guys go on to other places and do great things, and then. How quickly can he replace them and keep winning? And I think this is proof in the pudding that you have the right head coach. Doesn't matter who his assistants are, he can rotate those guys in and out and keep winning. And it's really, it's really more of a testament to him. Uh, and I think the job that they've done in the transfer portal, you know, I think back to when I first started covering Miami basketball uh 15, 20 years ago, uh with, with Jack McClinton. He was sort of the first big time transfer. I think in the modern era, when you started having kids do that regularly in basketball before it became a big deal in football. Um, and ever since then, they've, they've done a great job just picking off kids from other teams, um, bringing them in here. But, uh, you know, testament also to, to Larinaga's recruiting, getting a guy like Isaiah Wong and turning him into the ACC player of the year. Uh, so it's a, it's a mix of it. Uh, but look, after their Elite Eight run, I think a lot of people were like, hmm, they lost some guys and see see if they can make it back there. And uh, they have a great team. I mean, they they won, uh, what, 24, 25 games. They're going into the ACC tournament as the number one seed. Uh, testament to the job Larinaga's done in his time here. I think what what's happened is that college basketball has come back to Jim Larinaga's world. Because Jim Larinaga's world. Player development, right. Right, right. He's never been the McDonald's All-American guy all the way back to George Mason. Right. So he always had to have guys who were pretty good, but not NBA, but good at the college level, but with a lot of experience, three, four years, like the Shane Larkin teams where Larkin was the only young guy that actually had NBA skills. Right. And the other guys were just older veterans that at best they were probably going to play overseas or something like that. But they were really good college players because they were in the, you know, their bodies had developed, their minds have developed. They've been in the, you know, three, four years. And then here we got again. Now, here's basketball where McDonald's All-Americans are gone. Very few of them are left now. Most of them go to a G League or overseas because they go get the money right away. Right. And so now you've got less stars in the league. So now this is why the North Carolinas and the Dukes and the Kentuckys, they're not the powerhouses that they were before because they're not loading up on McDonald's All-Americans. Now you've got to play the game that Jim Laranega has been playing for 40 years. So to me, that's kind of what's happened now. Everybody's at Jim Laranega's level, and Jim already was competing with everybody at elite levels while he was here at this level. Now you're at his level. Oh, dude, he's eating your lunch. Yeah, great, great, great points, though. It really is. And, uh, you know, I, I, I just think NIL is really when you when you think about the impact for college basketball, it's saving maybe the sport. You know, a lot of these guys, like you said, they'll take the money overseas. They'll, they'll leave early because they think that's the right decision. Hopefully more and more of these guys decide to come back to school and finish their college careers and realize, hey, look, it's probably a long shot. I'm going to make it in the NBA. Right. Like this is this is probably my time to shine and enjoy 
you know, my career at, at a high point, you know, uh, and, and I think more guys hopefully make those decisions instead of rushing to go pro and NIL helps in that. It helps keep some of these guys around and gives them a little bit of money in their pocket uh, and lets them sort of uh, fully develop instead of rushing to what to uh, to the way they used to be, where so many guys and think about it. How many, how many guys came in, played one year of college ball and we never heard from them again? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's yeah. so many guys and, and, and you oh look, he's in Spain. Oh, look, he's in France or but you, you never hear of the guy again. I think I think, you know, what what Miami's done this year is sort of a good example. And Isaiah Wong. You know, where, where is he going to be in two or three years? Is he really going to be in the NBA? Uh, this is his time to shine. Being the ACC player there, that's something they'll never take from you, you know, this experience. And and I think I think sometimes kids have to value that a little bit more than the quick money. And, and hopefully NIO helps balance that again. Any uh, recruiting news on the on the football side? You know, no, no commitments yet. Uh, a lot of visitors, I think. Really, you know, the kids that they really want. I know the junior day was this past weekend, and, and I talked to a bunch of them while I was here, uh, especially some West Coast kids. Um, it, it's really about the one-on-one time that you get. So junior day was hundreds of kids that were here. I think it's more when 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 the kids come in and they get their private tour, we might see some of these commitments happening after that. But I, I'm more of a expected in April, May, June kind of guy when, when kids are done taking all, you know, all of their – unofficial visits and they start locking in official visits i think that's when we'll we'll see uh we'll see some of this stuff progress all right good stuff follow him on twitter at manny underscore navarro make sure you subscribe to the athletics so you can get a lot of great insight all kinds of great stories he's traveling around the country keeping up with a lot of this recruiting stuff nationally so get on there and subscribe at the athletic and follow manny manny as always thank you my brother We'll catch up later in the week, my friend. All right, oh, good talking to you, brother. Take care. You got it. We'll be at Canesware on Friday at 10 a.m. Sean and myself will be out there, 2511 South University Drive in Davie. And wait till you see what a surprise I have on Friday over there. But anyway, um, make sure you uh, get out there. And they got anything and everything with the Canes logo on it. If you can't go to Davie, Maybe you live out of town. Maybe you live in Hope Sound or in the Keys. You can go online at canesware.com. They've got anything and everything practically with a Canes logo on it. They've got Heat, Marlins, Panthers, Inter-Miami, uh, what else? Uh, Marlins gear, all kinds of stuff. And guess what? You can order it. And if you order over $99, which will be really easy because you're going to want to buy this and that and this and that and that. And before you know it, you're going to have like 25 items. Uh, you'll get free shipping over $99. So check it out at caneswear.com. All right. Good stuff as always. If you're a Miami sports fan, then there's only one store to go to. And that's Canesware at Miami Fanware in Davie. They're your one-stop shop for all your inner Miami CS, Canes, Dolphins, Panthers, and Marlins merchandise. They have hats, t-shirts, game day jerseys, and so much more. Located at 2511 South University Drive in Davie. And open 24-7 online at Canesware.com or innermiamiware.com. Call them at 954-835-5597. Canesware, the spot where inner Miami and all Miami sports fans shop. All right, we are back. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just looking at the uh, at the market right now, see what the hell is going on. Boy, Immutable X has been so strong, so strong throughout all this FUD and everything. You know, and I was telling you about Immutable X, it was all the way down to 44 cents. It is held strong right around a dollar. It's at a dollar eight now. I mean, remember, I told you when it was at 44 cents. So just saying, like more than double, and 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 we, we haven't even started the bull run yet. Okay, think about that. We got it at 44 cents, and it's way more than double. And we haven't even started the bull run yet. It's like been like they, we've just tickled the bull run. Uh, by the way, if you missed uh, our interview with Keith Sims yesterday, uh, it is already posted video audio clips there. So if you want to get it on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart, Google Play, SoundCloud, Podbean, 
whatever it is you use as you know your audio source for podcasts you can uh, subscribe please subscribe wherever you're at subscribe on spotify on stitcher wherever and then like it and all that good stuff like as many of them as possible you know what i'm saying just go on iheart and hit our podcast and start liking go on itunes on a spotify podbean start liking follow us on sound on soundcloud and podbean and itunes and spotify and all be a subscriber on all of them go crazy as prince would say follow subscribe like all of that man it's very very important that helps the algorithms of everything man so hit it baby hit it that's what it's all about all right so last night um well you know what i'll, I'll get into that at the top of the hour because we're already at, at at 56 and we'll we'll get to it at the top of the hour by the way nature b you know, it's for me. I've been taking it for over 20 years. And, and listen, you want to highlight in that libido? How about a little allergy relief? That happens too. Less stress, fuller hair, stronger nails, boost that immune system, give you energy. You don't have that two, three, four o'clock. Oh, I'm, I'm out of gas. No, man. Nature B is going to power you through, man. And in this virus-filled world, oh, you want to boost that immune system. Plus, we're going to give you a free free Manuka Honey Lip Balm. And it is awesome. The best lip balm out there. For 85 cents a day, you can get covered. 100 days. That's 200 capsules. So for over three months of coverage, all right, it's only $85. That's a joke, folks. Go to naturebee.com slash big O. That's naturebee.com slash big O. If you're constantly dealing with colds and you're wondering, man, what the hell am I going to do? Take two, two capsules of Nature Bee every day. Boost that immune system, man. I'm telling you. And hair will be fuller. Nails, ladies, will grow a lot faster and stronger. It's The benefits are absolutely amazing. So go to naturebee.com slash big O. And check it out, 85 cents a day. There's a reason why I've been taking it for over 20 years. There's a reason why they've been supporting us for over 20 years, because they know they know it works. I know it works. So go to naturebee.com slash big O and take advantage. And kids can take it. The adults can take it. It comes from clean, green New Zealand. You can't OD on it, okay? You can take 15, 20 of them. You're just going to have some super... Uh, boosting is what's, what's going to end up happening. Go to naturebee.com slash big O and get it, baby. All right. TMZ Sports talking about the shooting. Cops entering Joe Mixon's home. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw it. I mean, it, it's it's nothing new that... um you know that what's it called it, it's it's um nothing new that uh joe mixon's an idiot we've known that since his college days when he was beating women so you know that's why cincinnati takes him you know what can i tell you oh man anyway uh let's see All right, what else do we have uh, going on? Uh, let's see. Big O, I know you don't do fake trades, but what do you think about targeting Bradbury as a Byron replacement, not a super expensive, and he's likely going to be a cap casualty in, in Philly? Um, I have no problem. Bradbury's a, a good player. I like Bradbury since the day I saw him in uh, in the Senior Bowl. So, yeah. Big O, I believe that Jan Stenerud, Chiefs, was the one of the great sidewinder soccer player field goal kicker. Was it Sten No, I don't think it was Stenerud. Gogol or something. Um, um, I'll tell you now.
Oh man, let me see. Where is it at? Oh, I know he played for the the Giants. Ended up, they had him, and then somebody wanted to sign him from the AFL, and and um, and, and then uh, he was um, he was kind of part of the whole thing. This is kind of what ended up forcing the AFL and the NFL to merge so they wouldn't stop attacking and and taking their players away because the NFL knew that they were in a in big trouble uh back then and I'm trying to remember it's Pete Gogol it is Pete Gogol that's it that's it uh, I'm pretty sure it's something like that yeah here why do kickers opt for soccer style? Uh, da, 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 da. Here we go. Uh, the tide began to turn when Pete Gogolak, Gogolak, who grew up playing soccer in Hungary, appeared on the gridiron at Cornell University. He set up by taking two steps behind the ball, behind the holder, then three steps to the side. The center snapped the ball. The holder popped it through the turf. Gogolak swung his leg, threw it from the side, launching it between the uprights. The pro football world initially thought Gogolak, who was drafted in 64 by the Bills, then played for the New York Giants, uh, was a bit of a circus act. But by the mid-70s, more place kickers were using soccer style than toe kick. So, there you go. I knew it was uh, Gogol something. But yeah, Gogolak. And, and, and he was part of that whole thing, dude. You know, that the, the, the AFL started raiding the NFL for free agents, right? And the AFL beat them out for Joe Namath, and then they beat them out for Billy Cannon. And then all of a sudden, they started going after, and they offered Mike Didka a big-ass contract. And and if there's something Mike, that Mike Ditka was ever since he was young, a whore. And he sells himself out for money no matter what. Whatever you see him endorse, it's purely out of money, not because he actually believes in anything. That's kind of his M.O. Um, and so he was going to take a big-ass contract. And then Gogolak was also going to take a big-ass contract. And then all of a sudden, the NFL and the AFL, you know, it brought the NFL to its knees. And so the NFL had to then talk to the AFL about a merger. And then that's what started in 66, the merger that happened in 69 officially when, when, the, when the two became one and it became the NFL and the AFL was absorbed and all the teams that were absorbed with it. So Gogolak was part of that move since you bring up the kicker. Uh, he was one of those kind of guys that, uh, that started one hell of a movement to bring the AFL and the NFL together. Uh, Johnny Rotten says, morning, Big O. Been a while since I've been on. Who's your top three tight ends in the draft and your three top middle linebackers in the draft? Um, here's what I gave you. Uh, I gave you uh, players that I like in the draft yesterday. You can go back and listen to the show. Uh, Sean, did you make that a segment? Uh, did you make that a uh, a segment when I talked about what I like in the second and third rounds? I don't know if you did or not. I did um, not yet. It'll be a weekend segment. Uh, it'll be a weekend segment. Uh, but you can go back and it's on the show. Uh, and I talk about it yesterday. So you can check that out. I gave you some of the guys that I like. Okay. Remember, I'm waiting for free agency to happen. Because if they sign a, a middle linebacker in free agency, then I don't expect them to go after it in the draft. So I want to see what happens first in the in free agency. And then I will look at what I want to do in the draft. But I did yesterday give people a, a, a feel for what I like in the second and third rounds. A couple players that I like in the second round and a couple players that I like in the third rounds. And middle linebacker was in there and tight end and uh, tackle and uh, quarterback was in there and everything. So I had all kinds of uh, different players in that second and third round. So you may want to check it out. Gary, your premium was a a fave dolphin field goal 
you mean famous or whatever? Uh, but he couldn't throw worth a damn. Yes, yes, we know. Yes, Big O, what do you think of JUSO turning his back on Sami Zayn yesterday? Um, is that something with wrestling? Okay, all right, Sean is saying yes. All right, uh, what what am I supposed to know about JUSO turning his back on Sami Zayn? Uh, it's Jay Uso. Oh, Jay Uso? Okay. Jay Uso. So what happened? Fill us in, bro, because he's telling me this, and I have no well, idea what the hell happened. That's tonight. Uh, you know, that's so we have to talk that tonight. That'll take a oh, oh. show, you know. Oh, okay. Okay. Big O is a darkness thing or just the absence of light? Um, both. Both for me. Yep. So you so you're telling me Jay Uso and Sami Zayn are 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 um, battling today? Is that what's going on? That's the fight. So, uh, WWE did a angle last night. They kind of setting up for WrestleMania, and they had Jay Uso was the one wandering away from the bloodline. Sammy had already turned on the bloodline and then um, there was a coming together of the two and then a act of betrayal, which played out very well on raw last night. The Boston okay. garden crowd was uh, the TD garden crowd was uh, erupted with joy and then ultimately uh, stunned with disbelief. All right. Okay. Uh, I'll take their word for it, I guess. What can I tell you? It was the greatest in men's soap opera. <laughs> uh, by the way, I am still looking for tips on where should we stay. Uh, do I stay in Canton? Do I stay in Cleveland? Is there a town in between that I should get an Airbnb for the week of Zach Thomas? Okay, because I, I, I got to figure something convenient. All right. So if anybody's got some tips from that area where I should stay, please pass it on. Because, you know, last time we stayed in in Canton for, for Marino's uh, induction into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, but it was a pain in the ass because when we wanted to go to Cleveland, it was a long ass drive. You know, so I'm thinking. You know, do I stay in between the two? Is there a town in between that's worth staying in? Because it's not like Canton is worth really staying in. There's nothing to do in Canton. And Cleveland's really the only place. You know what I got to look up? I got to look up the concerts. I got to see what the hell is going on there. You know? So, I don't know. But anyway. So there we go. Greta tomorrow, Big O. You know it, baby. Gonna jam some Greta. All right. So, um, all right, let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Hour number two of the Big O radio show is next. <laughs> 